Yo, what's good? It's your boy, the franchise, and I'm here with my tag team partners, my brothers, Flawless, Joey V, and my boy K Breezy, aka Two Cold Kimbro. And we present to you the Generational Wrestling Podcast. It's about to go down. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. I'm sorry. You know I gotta do this. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling. As always, it's yours truly, the 26-year-old piece of gold, the franchise, aka the showstopper. And with me, as always, via phone, I got my tag team partners, my brothers, my familia, me hermanos. First up, we got the Human Encyclopedia of Wrestling, the Flawless Phenomenon. Joe knows everything. Flawless Joey V, how you doing? We're going to talk about the worst wrestling show in the world. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And next up, we got the Carmel Cody, the light-skinned Teddy Pendergrass, a.k.a. Mr. One, two, three. Pin that ass down, K. Breezy. Better known as Two Cold, Kimbro. How you doing? Man, I'm here. I- I'm here, bro. All right, man. Well, uh, you know, without any further ado, man, take it away. Man, so let me. I like how you did that. Uh, <laughs> let me start off by saying um, I did not watch all of Raw. Uh, there was a game that was on last night that we were all a little excited for, and that game made me not want to watch that game. So I actually started watching a little bit of Raw. So I'm going to talk about what I know and what I've seen. And I hated the beginning of the show. I do not care for Cockhold Rusev. I just do not. I have no interest in it whatsoever. They have buried this dude. They have wasted good characterization with him. They have wasted Bobby Lashley. I don't care about Bobby banging Lana. Maybe I would have an interest in it if, if, if there was rumors or stuff being put out that Rusev and Lana, you know, weren't together anymore prior to, you know, you know, him coming back. But right. this, just for him to come out and pretend to be Maria's baby. And then all of a sudden, Oh, he's dealing with some personal issues. I just hate the way it came out. I don't like that. These are two good talented guys and you're just putting them in some cockhole waste of a, I, I, I just hated it. So I, I, I ain't got nothing else to say, man. I hate it. Oh, I don't like it. I didn't like to start the show when the music's playing you know, the intro, and then you go to the ringer with Rusev getting beat by Randy Orton and uh, Corbin, and I'm like, where the hell did this come from, you know? like I thought I fast-forward too far. I had to rewind it back, but like, damn, did I go too far? Let, let me ride this back sub, and then realize, no, I did. That's just how they did it. You know, it's yeah. funny. I, I did, too. I'm like, uh, did my DVR skip me? <laughs> <laughs> so... I didn't like that, like, and then Bobby Lashley comes on the screen, like, you know, with Lana. It kind of reminds me of Macho Man and Ric Flair again, or something like that, or Stephanie McMahon and Triple H with Tess. Like, we've seen this shit, and this is what happens. This stuff that they do on TV, like, storyline ruins real relationships. And... (laughs) To, okay, to point, out, to, to point out something you just said, Ric Flair and Macho Man, the only difference with those two, they were megastars. Yeah. They were people that were being used and were respected. So when that story hit, it it was okay. But all the rest of them folks, you were right on the money about. And there's a reason why Rusev wants to leave WWE. <laughs> and this is it. 
I mean, the storyline, like, we've already seen it 50 million times, and you're trying to recreate something that's not even there, and I don't like it, and i already seen it, and it's played out. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really lost on exactly what is the end game for Rusev, and what is the end game for Lana? Um like you said, when he first came back after not being on TV for months, uh, he came back at, in the same position Bobby Lashley came back in just a couple weeks after. It was just weird. Uh, Rusev came back as the quote-unquote baby dad or whatever and beat the hell out of Mike Kanellis. Just for you to have the storyline switched on you, I just I don't understand it. And then with that, where the fuck did Mike Kanellis and Maria go? I have no idea. You just tried the same thing with Lana and Dolph Ziggler a little while ago, which got ruined because you got married in real life. So I don't understand where and why this is even a thing. It's just, this was just, you know, to have a, to have the pay-per-view go the way it did. And then to, and I mean, let's just be honest, folks. There was no direction on this show. Uh, I I don't feel like just I, like I said I didn't even watch all of it, but I could tell they were scrambling. This was so much of a last minute. Okay, let's let's do this. Let's just create this chaos. Let's just do this. Let's just do this. Let's just get this stuff out there because to be honest, they're preparing for the draft. So there was really nothing serious. I mean, we just saw Lacey Evans versus Natalia in a last woman standing match which we just watched them in a match the night before. And so it's like, no one really even cares about this rivalry, even though we want to see more from Lacey Evans. You know, we see potential, but we want to see more from her. I, uh, uh, yeah, I, th- yeah, that's my opinion. <laughs> I will say this. The Lacey Evans and Natalia match sucked until it got to the end where they were like, you know, doing moves on the announce table. And then when Lacey Evans threw Natalia at the, I don't know what it's called, Titantron, and Natalia yeah. slid down like a freaking skateboard. It's a, <laughs> it's a Titan slide. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, and then, you know, Natalia lifts up Lacey Evans, you know, fat booty, and, you know, power bombs are off the stage. I'm like, oh, thank God this match is over. And thank you, Natalia, for power bombing that bitch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but to finish off the first segment, though, uh, you know, after Bobby Lashley a lot of pretended like they were about to make love. Rusev went hell, but uh, Corbett it, or and then that was the end of it. Then, of course, we got the what you know, Flawless said, the Lacey Evans versus Natalia match. And then we got your boy, Flawless. Alistair yeah. Black showed up on Raw. He was actually a delight. I was actually delighted to see him. I haven't been delighted for 24 hours watching wrestling, so it was a delight to see him. <laughs> and, you know, it's pretty much the same basic story. Uh, I was hoping, I was really, really, really hoping someone would knock on his door that was worthy and at least give me one good match. <laughs> and uh, I don't even remember what happened after that. <laughs> I got you, I got you. So what happened was, you know, before Aleister Black you know, came out and fought his first match that was seems to be forever, uh, he was paraded around and uh, teased by the Bollywood Booty Bandits. Ah, okay. 
Yeah. Okay. And then I'm pretty sure he beat them in like five seconds, and then that was the end. Yeah. I. Yeah, man. Uh, character development in WWE is sorely lacking right now. Uh, I don't know what the holy hell they were supposed to be or what they are wearing, but they look like a bunch of uh, uh, Indian Ricos. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm lost on exactly what the hell was going on. One dude had like pink uh, shades in the shape of stars and dangly earrings. And it's like, yeah, man, it's only one Velveteen dream, man. Y'all ain't it. So. Right. It's like if Rico and Brazango had a threesome in a blender and I'll came them too. <laughs> That's exactly what they were. Oh, my God. As you can see, folks, we're all over the place because there was just parts of this. This was really I don't know what type of show this was. It was just it was something that came on TV. That's all it really was. Uh, I see that the Street Profits, you know, once again, cut another promo in the back uh, highlighting Apollo Crews and Buddy Murphy and Drake Maverick for the draft. And though I like that they are mentioning these guys because these are guys that we want to see because we see potential in them. We just need them to give a damn and, and give these guys a better opportunity and not make them look like chumps all the time. Cause we know these guys can go. Uh, and then um, what did we get? I think we got the tag match uh, was um, uh, the, the Raiders versus Dolphin and, and rude. And uh, well, we knew who was going to win. So that wasn't a big issue. And, of course, the Viking Raiders won. So, of course, they'll get a number one contendership. Uh, got Wilder, who showed up to cut a very scripted and memorized promo, which – You mean Fury. 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 Yeah, Fury. Yeah, Fury. I'm sorry. I, see, that just shows you how much I just don't care. It's just – I don't even <laughs> – this, this – yeah, he cut his promo, which we know – you know, like you said before, Flawless Man, this is the Floyd Big Show thing all over again, but it's coming off of a bad – it's coming off a bad pay-per-view or at least something that really turned the fans on the company, and I don't think this is really going to help anything. Uh, so he, you know, he mentioned he was coming back, I think, for an, an apology. He wanted an apology from Braun, and he was going to get his apology, or Braun was going to get these hands, and I'm like, all right, whatever, okay. And then – um I'm not really sure what happened after that. So I will go back to the Viking Raiders and uh, the Rude and Ziggler match. I'm just going to say at the end, they kind of botched the finisher because they couldn't really lift Ziggler up in the air. I, I don't know. So too. I don't know if Dolph put on a few pounds or something, or it's just like a little botch or Dolph's like, fuck this. I'm not selling this shit. You ain't lifting me up, you know, <laughs> or something. So they just botched that. It was an okay match, nothing too exciting. You know, yeah, Viking Raiders are going to get their number one contendership. They're they're going to face them next week for the titles. Yay! Woo! Long time overdue. But that Tyson Fury promo, yeah, very scripted. You know, the Gypsy King. I want my apology from Braun. You know, if he doesn't give it to me, <laughs> he's going to get these hands. Well, speaking of, because I literally just, like, right before we, we, uh, we went on the air here, I just finished up, like, the last hour. I kind of skimmed through the last hour. And I was, I, I would like to honestly say this. Thank God for the big show on Floyd Mayweather, showing how a real inter-promotional uh, beatdown is supposed to go. 
these two guys are what? Damn near seven feet each almost. You know, I, you guys are too goddamn big to be sitting up here tussling around like a bunch of sissies, man. Like, <laughs> you got you, you got Braun Strowman knocking out AJ Styles. You talking all this hot shit. And then you get the guy in the ring who is a boxer, undefeated, by the way. And it's like all you guys are doing is just running into each other, hugging each other. Like, come on, man. I feel like I watched the Floyd Mayweather in the corner for 10 minutes. Like, Look, the best wrestling boxing promo will always and forever be Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Mike Tyson. That right there shows you how you do it. You don't yeah. really let them fight. You get as many people as possible to stay between them. Now I get it that Braun and 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 uh, uh I forgot to do name already. Tyson Fury. 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 Uh, you know, okay, I understand they're bigger. Okay, I, I get that, but you know, you 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 take a look at how that worked. You had one of the hottest people in the company going up against one of the hottest boxers of all time. When it got to Floyd and Big Show. You had this seven-foot guy being challenged and making fun of this short boxer who is great in his own weight class and what he does. And people are just like, there's no way Floyd can have a chance against this dude. So that's the appeal to this, to, well, at least to that. I'm not really sure what the appeal is for Fury versus Braun, especially when considering, you know, we've been really watching Braun have some really good matches with Seth. He, he's been... He's been kind of getting over, but I told y'all what I think a few podcast meant. I, I see him being the new big show. This is the new big show. And what's worse, he hasn't even won any real major type championships. Yeah, he's got the uh what is the tag team championship and the and that Royal Rumble, whatever championship. Yeah, right. But he, he's not no one really can buy Brian as legit because he hasn't been made legit yet. So I'm not even really, I'm not really interested in this promo. Like this, this has very little appeal to me. Maybe I need to give it some time. Maybe I need to sit back and, you know, let my, check my emotions because I'm still hot from the pay-per-view. Okay, maybe so. But still, I still don't see an appeal to it. Well, my, my thing is this, you know, like, okay. I'm going to start with Braun Strowman. One it's hard to become emotionally invested in this character because his promo is terrible. His promos has not gotten any better since he first started in WWE. But you know what? You look at him, he's pretty decent in the ring for a big dude. Okay, whatever. You kind of bypass the promo. But now it's kind of like, yo, it's... I don't understand why this guy is, once again, seven foot down there, what, 300 pounds, give or take, why am I not buying this guy as a serious competitor? And you want to know why? It's all those years, man, they spent flip-flopping him because they didn't know whether they wanted to push him for a title, give him a title. Nope, let's throw him right back to the bottom. Push him for a title, give him a title. Nope, psych. Seth Rollins, push him. Nope, Brock. So it's kind of like they're wasting Strowman, man. And it's kind of like all his – pretty much every rivalry he's been in has been pointless. Minus Seth, minus Brock, what re minus Roman a little bit. What real robbery has he had since he's been in WWE on his own? Roman. That's it. That's that really about it. it. 
And that's crazy. That is that is fucking ludicrous that you have a guy, and excuse my language, but you have a guy like that, man. This guy should be dominating people. He's still young enough to where he should be killing half the roster. You know, at least when Big Show did what he did, like you said, he had a whole career behind him. He had his WCW accolades. He had his earlier WWF, WWE accolades behind him. So as he got a little bit towards the middle, towards the back end of his career, okay, it was cool because you still had to respect his career beforehand. Now you're doing the same thing with Braun, but he has nothing. You ha- He has nothing you respect as far as his career goes. If he was to retire today, you would not say, damn, he had a hell of a career. <laughs> no, he'd be the one guy you'd be like, man, WWE wasted. They wasted him. Like, that's what that's what the uh, that's what people would say. But like, you know, what, but you know, but, they probably put him in the Hall of Fame because fucking the Bushwhackers are in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> but the Bushwhackers, okay, okay. The Bush women, do they win tag champions? They won no, tag champions. No, no. They never, they never won tag no. championships. They never no. held tag team. Coco B wears in the Hall of Fame. Like Brutus the Barber Beefcake never held a freaking title. I mean. Oh damn. Okay, I ain't got I can't I ain't got no argument for them. But uh <laughs> with, with, with as far as Braun, like at least with Big Show, he walked into WCW taking a title off Hogan. Do you yeah, know first how match. Big, first do you know how go ahead, Joe. First match. His first match. <laughs> do you understand how big that was for him? Like, no matter what came after that. You always had a respect for the giant because he came in like he was the son of the giant, and nobody really questioned it because he looked like he was the son of the giant. So he came in, he smashed Hogan. He won. Matter of fact, he's won a title a few times at WWE before he went to WWE and won the championship a few times there. Had a nice little rivalry with Stone Cold. Had a nice little rivalry with the Undertaker. Had a great little rivalry with Brock. He's won. He's put over. He's done it all, and it. it, it when he, like you said, on his back half of his career, it made sense that you know, okay, they didn't push him as much. Even though there was a little, there was one that when he came back and he had that uh, ironclad contract, like I kind of liked it that I, I kind of wanted them to do more with that. But clearly, they weren't uh, behind really pushing him beyond just kind of being this guy that you know just got over and came back to the company. Braun has to be different. Bron, they they got to. They, they they have to put a championship on him soon, like soon. And I don't even know if United States Championship is good enough right now. Flawless. I will say this. You're right about the big show when he was in WCW. So first major feud was with Hulk Hogan. His first match, he beats him for the title. The giant big show. Okay, I'll say big show. Won two, was a WCW champion twice, and he beat Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair. <laughs> I mean, yeah, damn. Talk about putting the motherfucker over. Excuse my yeah. language, but I mean shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And look at what they've done. Like, Braun, I mean, he could have kind of did that. Like, they could have had him beat Brock Lesnar. I mean, it, like, they give him so many chances, and they're like, oh, we're going to let you sniff the title, but we're not going to give you the title. And you know, once, like, yeah, wasted talent. Exactly. And once again, that kind of goes back to, you know, the, the Bray Wyatt thing. You set Braun up 
in all these situations, man, you got you you set them up in so many perfect scenarios where it's like, okay, now is the time. Okay, now is the time. Okay, maybe now is the time. And then it's just like, yo, okay, well let's 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 face it, fuck it. You may never get get it. And by the time you do get it, it's gonna be like, well, damn, it's like your time is up. So even when you get the title, nobody's gonna give a shit. Like unless they do it in such a way where it's like, oh my god, like damn, I can't believe it. Who nobody's gonna care. Nobody's gonna care. And once again, you know, I think the thing that makes title reigns important, whether they're heel or face, you have to give a fuck as a fan. Like, like me, I will be glad as all hell when Seth Rollins loses his title. Braun Strowman, I can give a shit less if he gets a title at this point because there's no investment there. And it's it's sad to say, man, because I know he's a very good talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just... He's kind of fucked himself over, but WWE has really done a number on him also. So, Almost definitely. I will Almost say definitely. this. So, you know, like, I was, you know, I'll switch gears and talk about a little bit about AEW because... When we were talking about, like, oh, who's going to win, Hangman Page or Jericho, I picked Hangman Page. I thought he was going to beat him. But looking back now, it was right for Jericho to win because he's the perfect heel champion. And I will say, I don't think Cody's going to beat him for the title. I will say that. I think they're building somebody up to beat Jericho, and whoever it is, it's going to be big. And that dude's going to get over because it's going to make it feel like like important. I don't think Cody's gonna get it. I don't think Cody. No, I, I, not, I don't yet. Think not, not yet. Gonna, I don't think Cody's gonna pull a Triple H. If you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I could. I, I'm. I could see Cody taking his first loss to Jericho. Like you know, like he'll lose to Jericho to put Jericho over because you know technically Jericho's only been champion for maybe what uh, a month, maybe a month and a half. So you know, it's like mm-hmm. you, yeah. So you know, you gotta. You actually gotta make. The championship legit. Now, I'm not saying Cody isn't legit, but again, it does come off kind of like Triple H, you know, authority kind of like you come being the vice president, you coming out and winning the championship. Uh, that kind of, and that diminishes Jericho. And I and I believe the genius of wrestling, that knowledge that these two have, they know this. So now that you say that, thinking about it, really, yeah, I can see Jericho beating Cody. Now to be Cody's first loss. And then Jericho will go on to either face Omega or Moxley, depending on what happens in their match. Uh, uh, you know, um, maybe, you know, MJF gets a shot. Maybe uh, 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 who else am I thinking of? Uh, Spears. Maybe he gets a shot, you know, depending on who else comes in. Maybe Hagger gets it. You know, depending maybe on pack. where. Maybe, yeah, Pack. That, that's who I was forgetting, Pack. Maybe Pack gets the next shot, which if he continues the way he does, I can see him being – I can see him being the guy to beat, be the next champion, but I don't think he'll be the one to beat Jericho. It might be like a triple threat or something. I don't know if you do heel versus heel because those are two of your best heels right now in the company. Yeah, I see. If I, if Jericho loses the title, I think it'll be next year. I mean, like probably summer maybe or before then. Yeah, I can see I, him I, winning. I don't see Jericho losing – no, no time so only because you still gotta establish that fan base mm-hmm. yeah most definitely and I was gonna say you say the summer mm-hmm. I say maybe about mid-February I, whatever their 
maybe not their first pay-per-view in 2018, but maybe the second one. So maybe that maybe will 2020. be about... 2020. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, 2020. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, see, Raw gets you all flustered. Uh, I think that maybe that second pay-per-view, because they're doing, what, every three months? So yeah, after... every three months or four months. I don't know how they're going to do it, but I love the pay-per-view complex. Don't do it every But you know month. it's not going to be every month like WWE. No, it's smart. Okay. That's what it used to be when you're growing up. Every four months was a pay-per-view. You could build stuff. Which is why you always have, that's why we always refer to the big four in WWE, because yeah. those are the pay-per-views that you know of. You know, and maybe, you know, every now and then uh, in your house or King of the Ring, you know, because King of the Ring was kind of really big because it was a pay-per-view. Yeah, but, they added uh, King of the Ring in 93, and then 95, they started adding that in-your-house shit. Yeah, yeah, I didn't care for the in-your-house stuff. No. Because that was really just a real house show that they tried to make it for a real pay-per-view. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it, it's, it has to be... When we talk, oh, AEW. It has to be an establishment, you know, for the championship, like we said. And like I don't like I agree with y'all. I don't think Jericho will lose it anytime soon. But to get back to WWE, you know. Hey man, fuck WWE. I man, fuck them. But you know, still the count. I mean, we need to see more from AEW. Right now, we're just gonna speculate. I, you know, I, I want I want to see more before I speculate because I don't want to believe in too much of what we say because we're going to say some good stuff and I'm going to want to see it happen and that's not what's going to happen. So <laughs> I, I, I don't want to – I mean, we want to, we can, but I don't want to get too involved in it. Hey, really quick, before we say anything, I mean, y'all do still hear me clearly, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm listening to myself with my headphones on. I just want to make sure, you know, I'm not fucking up the podcast. Go ahead. I'm listening. Sorry. I no, mean, what, 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 what did you say? <laughs> you a dick, dude. <laughs> All right, man. So, what happened? Uh, okay, so we're talking about Strowman. Yeah, I, I don't know. Strowman may get the championship, but mm, I don't know if it'll matter. All right. Uh, we'll see what happened next. Ooh, okay. Lucha house party. So, can <laughs> right, so I say this? Hey, What's up? I really hope that it's their idea that they keep coming out on stage with pinatas. <laughs> like, I, Why? I really, I really hope this ain't this man thing. You know, like, you couldn't have told me that super crazy said, "Hey, I want to come out on the lawnmower." <laughs> <laughs> Hell no! Like you got these grown ass men up here with pinatas. All right, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna run what? over, Holmes. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was the, you know, when I first saw it, I'm like, oh, man, that's cool. But then I thought about it. I'm like, no, that's racist as hell. Dude, like, yes. You had these three guys coming out riding lawnmowers. Are you serious? Like, come on, bitch. Well, you like, know, I, who do you get to cut your lawn if you're a rich guy? That's a I mean, idea. And, and, <laughs> and, I, and I know that. And that's the reason why I'm like, man, yo, that's, yo, that, no, that, that ain't right. And I can see why folks were into him, but they weren't into him. But yeah, yeah, it, it is what it is. But uh, so like I said, Ray Mysterio cut a promo. I don't know what he said. Didn't listen to him. Skimmed through it. Uh, we went to the OC versus Lucha House Party and kind of watching, you know, some of the the highlights of what happened. This is like a very good spot match. Like you know, there were just a lot of spots and a lot of tricks and what they did. You know, very fast-paced, entertaining. You know, Lucha House Party, they're fast, they're quick, they're high-flying uh, franchise. Uh, did you happen to catch this? 
I did. Uh, as much no, as I talked yesterday, I ended up did, I did end up watching Raw uh, after the game. Well, halfway through the game. But anyway, I'm listening. No, but it, so what was your thoughts on this match? You know, how did you feel about it? I mean, clearly it was a win. Just you know, it was something just for the OC to get a win. But you know, match I mean, overall, it was okay. Um, I know I, I we all joked a lot about the Lucha House Party. I talk a lot of shit. I'm just playing. Uh, but uh, overall, I like the Lucha House Party. Uh, I like them as a tag team. I wish they would get pushed a little more seriously because um, I really do like the Lucha House Party. Um, the OC, they got the win, but you had to figure they were going to get the win anyway, uh, especially, you know, coming off that pay-per-view. Uh, I feel like with the OC, is weird, though. They're doing, like, that 50-foot, 50 50-booking. 50 it's like win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. I wish they would just establish some sort of momentum with the OC. Uh, the match itself, I didn't care for, but individually, I think we can all agree, we like both teams in it. It just... It had no purpose. It made no sense. The only thing it was there for was for the OC to get a win. So, you know, it is what it is, man. Flawless. Uh, it was an okay match. I just don't like the booking for AJ Styles. And that, like, this was one of your top stars, and you book him like this. Like, I don't like it. Like, it's, it, he it, needs to go it, back to SmackDown. I was just going to say that. Speaking of, it's kind of like, I feel bad for AJ Styles because when you know that you brought when you had an OC and him, you know, link back together on Raw, it's like okay, cool. AJ Styles was already having a push on his own, so I thought the plan was let's use Styles to kind of get people back interested in the OC. Yeah, that worked for a minute, but now it's like ever since the OC lost their titles, it's like AJ Styles is kind of going down by default. It's like he's a casualty of war. You get what I'm saying? Because it's like, even though he's not necessarily losing, he's part of the OC, which is losing. It's kind of like, eh, whatever. Yeah, but because because he's... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Flawless. Get it out. No, I was going to say, to get a little off topic, go back to Alistair Back. I did like his new finisher that he used. That's all I'm going to say. I did like it. Wait, wait, I, I don't I don't remember what the finisher was. What, what he was got it? him in like a dragon sleeper, oh, but yeah, he right. got him in the dragon sleeper. Oh, yeah, his right hand. Behind his back. Yeah, yeah, and then he took his left hand behind the back to clip his uh, hand. Yeah, that was yeah, that did look that did look sick. That uh, I like that he added something new. I did catch that. I, I did catch that. That was cool. Yeah. But. You know what they're using with AJ is just ugh, just distasteful. Yeah, and and like you say, he's going down, but he's not going down because I, I think AJ's keeping them afloat. Like right now, they're staying afloat because of AJ. Like, as you know, if you put AJ Styles in a one-on-one match with somebody, the people are going to love the match because it's just mm-hmm. AJ Styles. So you're not worried about him flailing because he's still defending the championship. He's still going out there and beating dudes. You know, he's still talking shit to people. He's still the, the you know, he's still the phenomenal one. So you're not uh, um, you're not worried about him diminishing because I don't think he's going to let him himself diminish. Like, yeah, he'll he'll do this mid title for a while. But eventually, if the goal is not for the fiend to have beaten Seth Rollins, then it must be AJ Styles coming up because. You can't tell me him as your WWE champion didn't work because it did work. You just didn't want to book it the right way. But he's still AJ Styles. He was still one of your 
most popular champions and people pop like we all loved when he was a champion regardless if he was healed or he was faced didn't matter we loved him as champion so you want a match that's a five-star match where well, you're going to book AJ Styles versus Seth Rollins and you're going to book it for the, w- the WWE Universal Championship and Styles is going to go over unless you've got some grander plan that you 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 got you 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 got us baiting on that you're fucking everything up, but yet you're gonna come back and be like, "Bam, got you, bitches." And now, if that's the case, okay. But man, I, they better not bury this dude. I, I don't see him letting them happen. Yeah, I hope not. You know what, guys? Really quick, can can we talk about something just really quick? I mean, raw one shit. Can we talk about something really quick? What's that? So, and I and, and I really want to get the flawless ones opinion on this. I want both, but I really want to hear his opinion. All right, so you remember when we were talking about the shitty booking of the main event between the Fiend and Seth Rollins? Yep. You remember how I told you that they said, you know, that Seth Rollins was magically not Seth Rollins, the Fiend was magically hurt, and then uh, yeah, he didn't show up on Raw yesterday. Mm-hmm. But then in the dark match, you have the Fiend show up, and then he attacks Cesaro. Sir, can you please explain to me what the hell is this about? <laughs> I have no fucking clue. Like, you know, because you're an encyclopedia wrestler, so I just wondered maybe if you could just type up a Google image in your head and tell me what the fuck is this shit. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I mean, like, you think the fans are stupid? Maybe they think that. Like, if you say, like, him and Sasha are injured, okay, so Sasha, I guess, injured her back in the Hell in the Cell match. As I've been saying, she's injury-prone. She can't be trusted. But you say, Bray, oh, he's injured, you know, he's not going to be advertised, mm-hmm. and then he comes out after, the fans are probably like, what the hell? Like, the smart fans will, maybe the younger crowd doesn't get it. You know, but, like... <laughs> And then I think oh. we, we, we made it more of a slap in the face was that you decided to do it once Raw went off the air. Like, okay, as, as if yeah. people don't have social media <laughs> and aren't going to say anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could see it if this was like the 90s, you know, early 90s where, right. you know, you didn't have these websites and stuff. You know, you still had AOL dial-up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've got mail. <laughs> You've got feed. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what they're thinking. Oh, I don't know, man. Like, it's anybody's guess of what they're thinking. Like, okay, Breezy, I got, I got, I got a thought for you. Uh, you know, uh, according to you know numerous articles, Raw's viewership went down two hundred thousand uh, viewers uh, since the pay per view. Uh, but they still got two point two million. Yeah, so 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 let me ask you this: Do you think the pay per views are going to have a long term effect on the weekly programming hmm. moving forward? If they continue to book it like they did, yes. I don't believe they will continue to book it like they did, so I will say no, long term, because Survivor Series is coming up right now. I'm not saying they're going to book every match perfect. Let me please be clear. This is WWE we're talking about. So you go in with your eyes closed and just, (laughs) okay, you just, you just, you just walk in blind and you just hope for the best. So what'd you say? Surprise me. 
Man, surprise me. Yes, surprise me for real. But um, as far as the booking goes, uh, I said it on the last podcast. There needs to be some trust and some communication, not only just from the writers. I think they need to work more with the wrestlers. If you, I think you need to, maybe they need to do a new structure or something. Maybe you need to uh, have a group of writers or people that work with a group of uh, wrestlers, like certain, like you got the cruiserweights, you kind of got some of your mid cards and you, you have somebody work with the talent and try to come up with ideas. Now, some may work, some may not, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm What I'm saying may not be even perfect in itself, but I feel like there needs to be a, a, a better line of communication because unless you're having former people who know about the wrestling business and stop uh, uh, hiring Hollywood producers who don't know nothing about wrestling, but they, they're soap operas and, you know, entertainment. Like, I get it. You know, that's what wrestling is it's a it's just it's the male soap opera i've always said that um but you gotta you gotta get people in there that know the business and know and can see the elevate the, the evolution the you know of the business and how the style is and the way it looks and the way it sounds and that has to start with vince so vince got a it's like he 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 he's been hitting missing lately a lot. Every now and then he'll he'll get one, but then he'll get like three other ones all messed up. There needs to be more delegation and trust amongst those that know what they're doing and recognize what needs to be done. I agree. You gotta adapt with the times. Now he did that when he was in a war with WCW, and it worked for him because he knew what the times were. And he right. pushed these younger stars where WCW was pushing the older stars. Now, Vince is probably thinking, now hey, I could do that shit because I don't got no competition. Now you do have competition. You know? And, and, and you, you, you know can another put, thing. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Flavis. I'm sorry. I no, I was going to say, you know, you could push these older guys and not younger talent where you have another promotion that are pushing these younger talent. And Vince is like, we're in entertainment. You can't say belt. You got to say championship. You know, like you, there's some words you can't say in WWE that Vince doesn't want you to say. We're in entertainment. We're no, we're not pro wrestling. Yeah, well, another company we're, is all elite wrestling. We're superstars. Yeah, we're superstars. We're yeah. not pro wrestlers. And, and and I think that's the problem. I think you know, um, with WWE, we understand it's quote unquote sports entertainment, but the basis of the product is still professional wrestling. You're not going out here getting people, getting cast members from all my children and throwing them in the ring. You're getting people that have lived and died by the product growing up. You know, WWE is the only place where I know that it seemed like it's almost a bad thing to be a fan of the product. You know, it's almost like they rather get guys from these different organizations. Okay, let's get them for these failed football players or failed bodybuilders who don't know shit about the product and they're learning on the fly. And you would rather push them over somebody who maybe 
five foot, whatever, a hundred, whatever, but they're a kick ass performer in the ring. And that's the one thing I don't understand. And like flawless, like you said many times, like Cody said, we may have a direction as a company of where we want to go, but ultimately, no matter what, the fans are going to determine it. And I think Vince, man, I, I, I really hope Hell in the Cell was a wake up call because if AEW keeps listening to their fans and WWE keeps neglecting theirs, oh man, this is the paradigm shift is going to be real. And I cannot wait to see the day. WWE is not going out of business no time soon, trust me. But I guarantee. And another thing, let me ask you this, guys. The product is PG, right? PG? Yeah, 13. So, once again, just going, maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but just common mm-hmm. sense here. Um, this is a PG product. We're not going to do PG 13. We're going to do TV 14 sometime on pay-per-view. What's the point of having a PG product on television? And then, once again, you got shit like a man's wife is laid up with another man on TV making out in the bed. Because it's, like, it's, it's the like, way it's presented. It's the way it's presented because though we saw her take her bra strap off, we know good and well she didn't take the bra off. And and it's the illusion. Ooh, look at the illusion. Lana's naked. And come on, man, she's not even naked. Like she had on a bathing suit and panties. So <laughs> we, we know. Okay, well, look, 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 let's talk about this makeout session on the top of the ramp. Hand and ass and everything. That was that was, that was pretty over the top. You could have just did something real simple. Oh yeah, 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 no doubt. I mean, I'm not saying that you know they got a you know I'm not trying to excuse it. Uh, I'm agreeing with you, but the reason or the excuse would be you know that's that's what it was. It's tasteful uh, entertainment. You know that's well, supposed to be tasteful. That's I'm, not tasteful. I'm going. I'm I'm going to agree with you once again. I feel like they're talking to us like we're some goddamn kids. And what you say, Flawless? Hey, they say, stop that shit. Mm-hmm. Somebody tell Vince to stop that shit. I, he, he needs to do something. But, yeah, they just need to go back to TV 14. I mean, listen, I understand parents are going to be parents, and there are going to be a lot of parents that, that feel like what, what their kids are watching are going to contribute to a lot of the issues of what's been going on with teenagers a lot in the last – 20 years with all the shootings and everything and you know the blame being well tv made me do it or this made me you know when it's really a more mental illness type of an issue so i i get that some parents are going to come from that based on what the product is but wrestling is not the worst thing on tv I mean, if you look at all the TV shows that pretty much come on, I mean, how many damn Law and Orders and Chicago Meds and all these other shows deal with violence and real life stuff? But yet mm-hmm. you watch that like it's nothing. Like, come on, man, you watch people get shot. You watch people get raped. You watch people die. You watch, I mean, come on, man, you watch so much real life stuff where some wrestling is not it's scripted. I mean, it, come on, man. We all know what it is now. It's not like it was back in the day. We're, we, The internet has ruined a lot of stuff, but yet they still found a way to be a productive product. We know what it is, and it's just that. It's a product. It's not really no different than what you got on TV now. Flawless, before I start saying some more stuff, I really want to hear from you, man, uh, your thoughts. On what? On just, on, just, on just anything, man, on, on the product. 
Do you dissatisfaction? I mean, hell, anything you might like. I, I will say this. With Survivor Series coming up, you cannot mess up one of the big four pay-per-views. Like, I could see, like, maybe something, you know, happen with, you know, one of these, like, other pay-per-views. But the, with the big four, you, especially Survivor Series, because I love Survivor Series. Survivor Series yeah. originated in Richfield, Ohio, right down the street from us. Okay? I love Survivor Series. One of my favorite pay-per-views, probably because I was there in 92. You know, I witnessed the first ever nightstick match and the first ever uh, casket match. Right. So you cannot mess up Survivor Series. No, if they do that, oh, I will be pissed. I'm already right now, like, pissed at this company because of what, cause what they've been putting out. Where, like... I'm like, man, I don't even want to watch it like no more. But I do because I'm a fan. But right, we all do it. Like I've been telling y'all, yeah, I'm not gonna watch it. I'm not gonna record it. But what did I do? I recorded it and I watched it. Like I'm, I'm a spoke on the wheel, like CM Punk said. But at the same time, that's because I loved it. I, I want to believe in them. I want them to understand and do. Not everything because I, there are some things that they want to do, and it makes sense and it pays off. I'll, I'll give them that, and that's what brings me into them. But there are, there have been way too many moments over the past ten years, and I mean, no, let's go back fifteen years because it really kind of started with John Cena. And I know we everybody you know knows the story of John Cena, man. Yeah, he was the guy. He was the he was the he was the number one dude. We all got that. But there were so many other people who could be great number twos and number threes, you know, to John Cena. And really it was just Randy Orton. It was Edge and Randy Orton and Undertaker and Batista. And it was, it was at least six dudes that you can count on to be world or WWE champion and carry the brand. Now it, it dwindled down from that six to eight to like one to three. And even that one to three is, is 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 very questionable because there are guys who uh who 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 who, who um uh, what's the word I want to say uh they rise to another level and Bray Wyatt is one of those guys twice over whose whose character should have risen to another level. I always said he should be the replacement to the Undertaker. He is your perfect. This was a gift to you. You owe it. And I know Vince's have to wonder, man, how would I ever replace this one guy and what he did? You got him. You had him. And all you had to do was, you know, put some uh, put some respect behind him. That was it. And I, and I don't know if Undertaker or what the backstage was between him and Bray. And maybe he didn't see it. Maybe he was still worried about himself. And he's maybe he wasn't putting people over as much as, you know, they say he do. But. I, I find it hard to believe that no one recognized what this guy created or what he became and where it went. And now that bombed. Now he created something newer and it's just as big, if not bigger. And it looks like they're about to flounder this too. And that really sucks. And I want to believe in WWE. I, I don't want to not I want to be able to watch WWE and AEW and just be a happy little, just be a happy little kid. Like I just want to, man, just all giddy and happy and just tickled with smiles, man, and just and just so excited. Like I want to be that. 
I don't want to look at a company and say, you're so stubborn and blind to what the change is that, dude, you're making me not want to watch you. And it's going to be hard to not want to watch it because there's some stuff I want to see. There's a lot of people there I want to cheer for. Right. I'll tell you this, like the ending of AEW last week and the ending of NXT makes you want to watch this week to see, ooh, what happens next. Oh, I'm, like, uh, Wednesday is most definitely a must watch. Yes, yes. And that's what I love. Like, I love endings and shows where you're like, ooh, I love that. I want to see what happens. I want to see where they go with this and what happens next. With you know, Raw and SmackDown, you don't get it. And I'll tell you this, how you were saying going back 15 years. Mm-hmm. I will say this. It has not been the same since Heyman left SmackDown. Yep. Because Heyman built the SmackDown 6, and those were stars. He built well, them. You, and well, bam. Know, I, I, yeah. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm go a little bit after that. I will say after Heyman left, true. But I will also say there was a little bit of life left on, man, until, you know, you had the deaths of, uh, of Benoit, then, you know, a, you know, a girl and Benoit. I say, man, once those two, when they when they passed away, you can really feel a change in the business, man. And, or at least from the WWE standpoint of it. And when Kurt Angle left. And then, yeah, and then yeah. Kurt, he left and went and did his thing. So that right there, that right there. Those three guys, think yeah. about it. Just, yeah. just, just, just think about it. If those three guys had a career like Shawn Michaels did, <laughs> where his his like as they you know as they got to a certain age and point, they was just they just they were just a fine wine. They were always on point. And just to think if those guys were still around, the way the wrestling has evolved now, oh my God! So that you you. <laughs> The, mm, oh, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. That just that took me somewhere else. Go ahead. Mm. Uh, who flawless? Whoever, man. Whoever, man. I that, that I, I don't want to dwell too much more, man. Because no, 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 no. Hey, go ahead and speak your mind, man. Hey, man, hey, I, go speak your mind, bro. I love wrestling, and I like I said, man. I just want Vince. I don't want Vince to go away forever. I just want him to acknowledge some of the change that is that is here and now and that he must he must he must come to and and, and allow to happen you've got too many you don't have enough big people that folks want to see win all the time okay yeah you got Braun, but you kind of wasting him brock is there but brock only shows up every four months and you got roman but you didn't use overuse him so much that where people you didn't John you didn't John Cena Roman and then you Roman Seth Rollins and now you about to Bray Wyatt Bray Wyatt so <laughs> you just you just you're killing your stars and now you got an opportunity with Fox to to really take your brand back to the heights that it used to be and the biggest problem is you don't have stars because you bury so many people and you didn't want to allow those who weren't your typical of what you want but they were different and because they were different and they were better than what than what you wanted to present you buried them like you're burying Cedric Alexander for what for nothing like the dude is talented let him go out and have a five-minute match with with whoever and and let him get over or or send him back to, to to 205 live and at least there man he had a respectable opportunity you know to showcase himself but 
you got to you gotta let you you gotta evolve. You gotta evolve, and you you got too much to to you got too much to 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 be still doing this right now. I, if this was ten years ago, there's no competition. So I get why you kind of have the ego about it. But now, for the last year, two years, dude, you've been they've been telling you they coming. They've been telling you we coming. We hey, we coming at you. We about to put out this pay per view, ten thousand. We gonna sell it out. Boom, do it. Man, we about to put out this other one. It's going to sell out too. Boom, do it. Well, we're going to go put out two more. They're going to sell out too. Boom, they do it twice over. Now they got their show out. And now people are seeing what they've been talking about and see the, they, the move is going to happen. It's going to be slow and steady. It's not going to happen just overnight, quick, fast. It's, it's going to be slow and steady. And if WWE and Vince McMahon don't, uh, not of heed to the fans 100%, but 50-50, damn it. You got to meet us 50-50. You want us to purchase the stuff. You want us to subscribe to the network. You want our money. We want a proper product. We want wrestling. We want some of these talented guys that we clearly know are talented. Let them be them and and give and give us, give that to them. I'm not saying you got to put the championship on all of them, but man, do what you did Back literally through the through the second half of the '90s and through the early well 2000 to about 2010, where you had so much talent that you just you just put them out there and you let them do what they do. I'm gonna say Sean Spears and Pac are two perfect examples of that. And with the AEW pay per views, tell me a WWE pay per view that's not WrestleMania that sold 12,000 tickets sold out in four minutes. Yeah, that's uh, all. Yeah. yeah, I can tell you, none. Yeah. <laughs> and the sad part is, you sold out with only the names of four people. Yeah, you only had four people who names you. Okay, you had the Young Bucks, you had Cody, oh, and then you had Jericho, and oh, you had Omega. okay, you had Omega. Well, Omega, okay, five. So you had five names. Five names. That's what you roll with. You roll with five names and sold out. And then you roll with a few more names and sold out again. And these were guys that Cody was not ever looked as a WWE champion, but he was a great intercontinental champion. He was a great tag team champion. Like the dude was really good. And he was one of those guys we wanted to see develop and become something bigger. And you had him, and you made him dress up and look like his brother because you had some gripe with the roads. You, you, I don't care if, Vince came out and said he had total respect for, for Dustin and, and there was never no issues and they loved each other. I, I don't believe that, man, because if you have the talent you have and you see that it worked, I love Dash and Cody Rose. That was my dude with the mustache and the arrogance. That was my dude. I loved when he came out. And you, you for some reason, you went away from that and made him some stardust joke. And you to see a guy like that come from that to what he is now, that is awesome. And that's what we want to see. A talented guy come up. No, not all of them will be the greatest speaker, but man, as long as they actions speak louder than their words, we're good. We're good. And, and, and you know what, speaking of, you said, you know, that AEW, they sold out, in, you know, record time, you know, uh, with five names. But Let's think about it. 
that is that more so reflective of AEW, or is that more so reflective of this is how pissed off that fans are with WWE that literally they let five guys change the whole dynamic because like me and you and Flawless, yo, we were you know we were you know pumped about the very first AEW pay per view before it was even known it was gonna be AEW. <laughs> we just knew it was a thing that Cody and the Young Bucks, you know, and, and Kenny Omega put together, and bam. All right, let's watch it. Oh, shit, Rey Mysterio there? Cool. You know, and all these other indie talents? Cool. And then next thing, you know, Jericho at the beginning of the year, he signs with AEW. Oh, shit. I think that was the first, like, okay. Okay, now not, on, not only that, not only to sign with AEW, but turn down WWE. Like you just left from WWE, you was just there on TV, and you turned down the contract to yeah. go to AEW. And, and and I think that right there was like, oh shit! Like in American professional wrestling, Jericho has never ever wrestled nowhere else, not even Impact. So it was like, oh shit! Like this company ain't even had a match on TV, and Jericho, okay, okay, well this must be something because if you know Jericho, Jericho not just about to do anything. And then it went from there. Then, you know, a few months later, now you got Moxley, you know. And like I said, man, AEW, yes, they're new. Yes, they're fresh. It's going to fall off eventually, we would, we would assume. But like I said, man, AEW across the board, start to finish. Yeah, we know the guys who they're pushing right now. We know who their top guys are, who we think they're going to be. But even their lower card guys still have a shot. With WWE, it's like you're like one of the five or six at the top, and then the rest are like, what the fuck? Like, you get in whatever they put you in if you stay there. I will say with Jericho leaving, I mean, not going back to WWE and going to AEW, it felt like when he left WCW and came to WWE in 1999. And I think the fans recognize the talent that AEW has. And the wrestling match, like, you look at Cody Rhodes versus Dustin Rhodes, that match, that was a pure classic wrestling match. Like, man, that was like, wow, great match. Like, it had drama, it had action, it had everything you want. And I think, you know, when last week when Cody comes out and the fans are just chanting his name and yeah, are that. so happy for him, I think it's because they're like, thank you, Cody. Thank you for what you gave us, something different than WWE, like an alternative. And you know what's funny, too, uh, that you said that? Like, with, and we've also discussed this, too. With the WWE, when you watch a WWE match, it feels like a WWE match. And, and, And I know all three of us and hardcore fans know what that means. When you watch AEW, no matches feel the same. No matches look the same. It's almost as if AEW said, hey, what promotion you come from? Cool. Do wrestle how you've been wrestling. Hey, you just started out here? Hey, wrestle how you like to wrestle. With WWE, and we notice this a lot, you know, when, when, they, when they get hot indie guys, it's like, well, damn, they come to WWE, half their moves had to change. And this mm-hmm. seems like with AEW, it's kind of like, I really feel like, hey, when they say you got a 20-minute time limit, I legit feel like, hey, these motherfuckers might really go out here for 20 minutes and tear the house down. And I think that as a dynamic, and I, that's why I said I love that they do that now. 
you you made it a dynamic where okay you got 20 minutes like oh man they got 20 minutes so what y'all gonna do in this 20 minutes so you got the really you you're, you're now you got people really paying attention to the clock instead of just watching the match and just waiting for the finish you now you actually you, you you're making folks pay attention a little just a little bit more and that's what I love that AEW is doing. They announced, well, you know, you got to, this is a 10 minute match. You're like, I don't even care if it is 10 minutes, but the fact is like 10 minutes. All right, let's see what you're going to do in these 10 minutes. What y'all about to do? How y'all going to do this? And then you go out there and they do it. I'm like, wow, I didn't think y'all could do that in 10 minutes. Like, that's awesome. So to, <clears throat> so, so to kind of, you know, to say what, you know, just mimic off what you're saying, like, yeah, that, that is that is the one thing that will get them over, and a few other things that they do will get them over. To like I say, to have a guy like Cody wrestle someone like Shane and uh, 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 what's the guy's name? He fought last week. Shane. You uh, mean Sean Spears? No, it's Sean. Sean, I'm sorry. Sean, Sean Spears I'm sorry. and Sammy Guevara. Guevara, yeah, Sammy Guevara, Sammy Guevara. That's why. That's why I said Sean. Uh, Guevara. Sammy and Cody. Like you can tell, those are two different styles. But the way Cody wrestles, it's old school classic wrestling. People today still like old school classic wrestling, especially when you have two guys. I said it, you know, during the NXT review, Riddle and Cole put on a great classic match because it was an old school classic match with new school moves. I th that's the way you do it. That's what we love about NXT, even for them to get the indie guys. And, you know, they do change their moves there, but there they get to tell a story with the way they wrestle. And that's what makes NXT really different from SmackDown and Raw because those shows are based on uh, story, you know, entertainment. You know, the wrestling is just a side plot to everything else. Uh, it's really about, oh, my God, you did this. Uh, oh, my God, I, you did that. Oh, I didn't like this. Oh, I didn't like you. And then, and then that's it. And then it's like, oh, they had a match. But then they get more important to the promos. The promos are, are important, but – they should never be more important than the wrestling itself. And, ah, oh man, yeah, that, yeah, I can't wait for Wednesday. <laughs> you know, let, let me ask you guys this. Uh, I got another question. Uh, with WWE and WCW, one of the biggest things was, you know, leaked results and leaked matches and stuff like that. With AEW, um, and we've discussed this also, with AEW, you know, giving out, you know, uh, their matches a week in advance. So, hey, this is who's fighting next week and XYZ. And with NXT, you said that they don't really announce it like that or they don't really give out their card uh, to the extent that AEW does. Do we see this um, right now to benefit to AEW? Because it's like, okay, well, shit, I you know I'm going to watch that. Do we see this in the long run potentially hurting AEW and giving WWE a chance to combat that with them having a week and three different shows to work with as opposed to one? I will say no, because I like it. Like, when they announced Moxley versus uh, Spears, you know, it's like awesome. Like, wow, that's going to be an awesome match. I cannot wait till Wednesday. Where right. it, when you go into Raw, you're like, oh, what the fuck are they going to put on this week? <laughs> you know, like. I like it, you know, when you already know what they're going to put out. That's how they did back in the old days. Like, hey, next week, you know, this person's going to face this person. Like, but the but the matches that they're announcing, like, I don't care. Like, it, it could be, like, say, like, like I told you guys the other day, it's going to be Darby Allen versus Jimmy Havoc, winner faces Jericho in uh, two weeks or a week. Like, you're like, damn, okay, I want to see this. 
Because after what they happened at the last pay-per-view when, you know, them going through the Cracker Barrel Barrel, like, yeah. even though it was a triple threat match with Joey Janela, like, it was still good. Like, Darby yeah. Allen and Jimmy Havoc could put on a wrestling match. 100%. And there's even guys like that. Like, a, think of a Darby Allen or a Jimmy Havoc or a Sammy Guevara or uh, a Luchasaurus or a Jungle Boy in WWE right now. Dude, they will be freaking jokes right now. Luchasaurus, he'd probably be hot the first month or two. And then he'd probably be the biggest damn jobber you ever seen. <laughs> That's the one thing I like about AEW, man. No matter the size. No matter the height, the weight, whatever, they let their guys and girls go out there, man, and showcase everything. And even those guys, like, eh, they still use a little work. They are showcased well enough to, it's like, you know what? I'll still give you another chance. I'll watch you next week, sure. Yeah, yeah like there was something about them that's like, hmm, you know what? That wasn't bad. I'm I'm a little intrigued to see what else they can do and, and where else they can, how far they can take it. Like, you know, I'm interested. And that's that's all we want, WWE. But that's the, also the problem. You give us guys like that, and then you take them away, and you don't display them. And you got two shows. Like, how do you have two shows and can't display the talent of an Alistair Black, Bertie Murphy, Ricochet, Apollo Crews, Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Nakamura, Ali? Like, how do you not? Like, how do you not have more time? When you have five hours, five hours of television where you can show, you can have a story with the person you want and then have other stories with other people that, you know, are in their place. So I, I, I just don't understand it. I, I hate it because, again, I don't want to feel this way. I don't I don't expect them to always give me everything I want. But damn, you're not even giving me a quarter of what I want. Like, man, you're just like, like, come on, man. Like, come on, you, I'm investing in you. I didn't bought the network since you put it out. Like, I don't, I don't want to be one of those people say I'm going to cancel my network. Cause I know how much I love wrestling. I might not like what it is now, but I watched all the old stuff that's on there. So I don't want to be one of those people, but I don't think I will. I, I'm, I'm not going to cancel my subscription, but I don't want to, I don't want to feel like that. I don't want to think like that. Like, I, I want to go ahead. I, I feel like we, you know, us three specifically, I feel like we are in an abusive relationship with the WWE. Like, we all are. Every every fan who's who's been displeased for over the past 10 years. I, I said like, 15, what is it called? 10. Stockholm Syndrome, when you fall in love with your captor or whatever it is, it's like, mm-hmm. I feel like WWE just keep beating the shit out of me and telling me they love me. And I keep mm-hmm. coming back, and I keep coming back. And yeah, you will change. You know, if I just stick around, maybe you will change. And then AEW, you know, it's Captain Sabreho. <laughs> I will say this: I love what. Okay, what Tony Khan said was this: What I love is you're not going to see uh, uh, every AEW wrestler like every week. Like yeah. you're not. They're not going to jam like say like. Uh, Cody Rhodes and a Jericho down your throat every week. You're going to see new guys. Like you may see Moxley this week, but you're not going to see him next week. So say next right. week, like like you saw, like say like Pack and Page last week. You may need not see him this week. So when they advertise, hey, next week, say like next week, they're like, hey, we're going to say like Kenny Omega versus you know, say Kenny Omega's not on this week. Say next week, they're going to say, hey, we're going to see Kenny Omega versus Sammy Guevara. You're like, ooh. 
I haven't seen Kenny Omega, you know, last week. Oh, I can't wait to see him this week. Like, and all that. And, or, I'll say, and I'll say this, like, oh, uh, you know, you're saying about the network, you know. So during the Royal Rumble, when the Royal Rumble's coming up, say after the December whatever pay-per-view, I will watch every Royal Rumble match. Not the whole card, just the match. I'll start at 88, the original. Now I'll tell you this. I'll stop at a certain year because that's where I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to watch this. <clears throat> you know, there's a certain year I stop at. Yeah, I can feel that. Yeah, I feel that 100%. But I, it, even with your point about AEW, even if you don't see Cody and all them wrestle, they can do promos. They can do stuff in the backstage. Like you can have you can have little stuff happen, but still give the you can give the wrestling time to all the other people. Like next week, like okay, no, 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 sorry, not next week. This week, you got the tag matches. You got Moxley versus Spears. So you got you know you got the number one contendership for Jericho. So you've got matches with people that we didn't see last week. But you can always do interviews and other stuff with the people we did see. And they don't even have to be long. It can be a quick, you know, couple of words here and there, you know, just to get your point across, just to keep people knowing in the story, because, uh, you know, you, you don't want to you don't want to lose people uh, uh, out of the story. Like, you know, so you want to you want to keep them in the loop of the little things. And it's always the little things that makes things great. So, uh I, I agree with you. Either way, I think you can do it that way. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm damn man. You made me. You made me really ready for Wednesday. And it all and it all builds up every week yeah. to their pay per view full gear. Where yeah. after full gear, you're not going to have in three weeks another pay per view. No, they're going to build towards the next pay per view, which makes you get interested. Oh man, every week, you know, I mean. I mean, hey, I didn't see that build last week because they weren't on there. Ooh, they're going to build again this week. Like, I just love because you're going to see something new every week. Not the same, like, Viking Raiders versus a jobber team. Now they're, you know, pushing them against other talent. But you're not going to see Viking Raiders versus jobber. Like, you're not going to see a freaking Jack Swagger versus a freaking jobber that you never heard of. No, you're going to see, say, a Jack Swagger versus... A Joey Janela, something you've never seen before. And you want to see, like, ooh, I want to see those two fight. I want to see how this plays, how they mesh in the ring. They give you wrestling. They don't give you freaking entertainment. Enough. They don't give you backstage segments like every freaking, you know, like, couple Five of matches. Minutes. Yeah. Like, man, they give you matches that's new and fresh that you want to see. And the thing is, too, I never thought I would say this, uh, especially growing up as a super diehard fan. I think the problem, I know, I know the problem with WWE is they're too, they're too exposed. I mean, if you think about it, man, there is so much out right now. And I really believe, you know, honestly, now less is more. You got three hours of Raw. You got two hours of SmackDown. I'm going to exclude NXT because it's WWE, but it's, it's their own little entity. But you got five hours of that. Then you got Total Divas, and then you got the network with all these shows, and I feel like it's so much product, and it's like you said, it's a lot of product, but there's not a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. It's like, I got 40 bags of fucking Lay's here and two bags of Doritos. It's like, alright, man, I ain't really got much to choose from. Like, I got a lot, but I don't. <laughs> and and that's how I feel about WWE. I, and AEW is a variety pack. 
<laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, you got you got ten lays, five Doritos, three you no know, Fritos that nobody cares about what they're in there. <laughs> you know, uh Funyuns. Yeah, Funyuns. Cheetos. <laughs> like you guys remember even back in the day, right? Even when we had a, uh, the B shows at the time, C shows even, Sunday Night Heat, Velocity. You know, those shows weren't really SmackDown or Raw caliber, but they were still good enough to Well, you also had Shotgun show. Saturday Night. And Shotgun Saturday Night, and then you had, you know, the original main event. So it was like, you had, they weren't necessarily the best, but damn, they, those shows are a lot better than fucking SmackDown and Raw these days. <laughs> yeah, they are. And but those shows th- those shows were better because you got to see talent that you didn't see on the sh- big shows. So they so you know they they they're doing them now it's just that no one cares about 205 live and then you got NXT which is a better product than 205 live but 205 live doesn't have enough of the main well, no, they don't have enough big stars. Like I always said, if you always wanted 205 Live to get a little bit more exciting, put Ray Mysterio back on 205 Live. Like, let him go back there and do some stuff. Let the Lucha the boy, uh, uh, <laughs> I can't talk tonight, the, man. The Lucha Bros. <laughs> let, let, let the Lucha Bros go yeah, there. The like, house party, house party. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah, no, no, they the, the house party. party. I'm sorry. Lucha Bros, go. Yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to be disrespectful like that. I apologize. Uh, but the Lucha House Party, like, let them oh, go back. I mean, when you had Pac and you had Austin Aries, like, you had you had it. Like, to, that right there would have been a great push for the Cruiserweight division because to have two guys like that who are veterans, well-known, we know what Aries can do. We wanted to see him in WWE. They finally got him. They finally started pushing him, and they just dropped the ball. You had Pac. He was there. He was Neville. He was this heel Neville that was badass. And 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 every time he won and the way he won, it made sense. It made sense why he beat people the way he did because he was that dude. And then you had them finally go together and you didn't respect their talent enough to get over with the fans. If you had put that show on WrestleMania, that would have been one of the greatest cruiserweight matches. That probably would have been one of the matches of the show. Be- just because we know those dudes would have went out there and they would have put on a show. They would have burnt it. They would have burnt it down for real. And I don't, I'm tired of, I'm tired of seeing that. I'm tired of seeing guys that I know are really, really good. And they can, they can be the entertainer. They can be the superstar that you really need desperately for your company, but you just don't, have faith or you're too egotistical to understand what you have. And that's why I'm kind of mad with all these people signing these contracts and not, and not being utilized because like, man, dude, you, I understand you, you know, okay, go, go for your money. I mean, if they're going to offer you dumb money, then you know, take the dumb money, but you, I, was, I feel like you're, you're holding hostage people's careers and lives to go and be something better when they can have the opportunity to go somewhere else. So I want to see something different. I, 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 I still love WWE. It's my first love. I, you know, it is Hulk Hogan, Andre, the giant. That's what got me into wrestling. The, you know, so that right there, 
watching that match and just seeing that macho man, Randy Savage, watching the uh, ultimate warrior, the honky talk man, like these dudes, uh, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, Ricky, the dragon steamboat, like these dudes, that's what got me into wrestling watching these characters and watching these, not just characters, but these guys that can go out and give you a great match. Like one of the greatest matches ever. Dragon versus Ricky versus Macho Man. Like, come on, man. That was just a spectacular match, even for his day. So give me just, 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 if you want to give me characters, that's fine. Give me characters, but at least give me the characters that I know that can go out there and give me great wrestling. I will do you one better. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat versus Stunning Steve Austin for the U.S. title, TV title, and WCW. When they would have. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. So good. Stunning Steve you, Austin. Yeah. Are you kidding? Characters. Mm-hmm. Give them to me. I will tell you this. You know what I'm excited about? I went on YouTube today, you know, and I'm subscribed to AEW's channel, WWE's channel. And AEW, I clicked there to see if they had any videos. And I see Premiere, the dark matches tonight that they're going to show. And I'm like, oh, I'm excited to watch their freaking dark matches from last week. <laughs> like, how crazy is that? <laughs> like, you, you don't see me like, Damn, I want to watch WWE's dark matches that they had after Raw. Like, no, I want to see AEW's dark matches. Yeah, no, nah, yeah, I don't never, I ain't never said that. Hell, shit. <laughs> if it wasn't for, the, if it wasn't for this show, we wouldn't be watching pre-show. So I mean, <laughs> if it wasn't for the podcast, we damn sure wouldn't be watching no damn WWE pre-shows. Ugh. You know it's crazy. We're talking. It's a Raw show. Raw review, and we're not even fucking talking about Raw because that's how much they fucking suck. <laughs> and I we're just this, the ending of freaking Raw with Strowman and Fury sucked so bad it was oh, oh god I want to cry. Okay, okay, so we got bad. off the rails. Okay, you brought it up. We got off the rails, but I got I do want to ask something because I saw something happen. So I saw through the highlights that Becky Lynch and Flair showed up for the Biz TV, and I believe. Uh, we were talking earlier about how uh, Becky Lynch was talking about Oscar and putting them over. What else happened during this interview and this match? It looked like it was kind of exciting. So, oh, like I said, yes. I- it was so good. So-, so, when Becky Lynch was saying, like, yeah, like, uh, Charlotte was saying, if it wasn't for me, you would have never been made. You know, I have your title because you're not Becky two belts no more. And then it led to, I mean, it was, it was advertised that those two were going to face the Kabuki Warriors. The Kabuki Warriors won because Asuka hit Becky with the mist again. And mm. she did with a cross. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Did you say the Kabuki Warriors won against Becky Lynch and Charlotte? Yeah, I don't, like, so I was, like, so out of this match. Charlotte was there with, like, like Becky had a Kyrie Sane in the disarmor, and Charlotte was like, I don't know if she was faking a knee injury or not. Yeah, faking, to the, yeah, faking a knee injury to distract the ref to not let Sh- Becky, I think to cost Becky the match. And Asuka hit Becky with the mist, and Kari Sane rolled her up and pinned her. You know the thing that I did, that, that was so stupid to me in the match, when first of all, Charlotte didn't even fake the injury long enough for Asuka to get out the damn ring. Yeah. She literally spit the shit in Becky's face. And then literally the ref, John Cohen, I believe it was, turned around and Oscar was still in the ring and he just out he didn't see her. It just counted. I'm like, okay. I'll tell you this, it didn't even look like Oscar hit Becky Lynch with a miss, but 
I guess it hit her because Becky had some of it on her face. Yeah, because it looked like she spit it like a little bit over her head. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's using too much. Like I, because the jury, I, I could tell she's using a, a bit too much because his was more of a miss. Hers is coming out like she got a mouthful of the damn green spit. Like, like she got, I mean, like she got like a bottle full of water in her mouth and just spit it all out because it, it just looks too much. That's one. Yeah. That's one thing I'll never be with a Japanese girl. They spit. They don't swallow. <laughs> all right. <laughs> like to spit it in your eye, huh? <laughs> oh man. Okay, I'll say so this, we did get Apollo Crews. Yeah, we did. I, I, I was I was just about to say that Apollo Crews ricochet. How was that? Uh, it was okay. I thought Apollo Crews was gonna win. I tell you this, they did botch when uh, I think Ricochet was jumping over because they were jumping over each other, mm-hmm. and I think Ricochet went to jump over Apollo Crews and kind of botched it a little bit, like he caught his shoulder, didn't get all the way over him, and then they kept going. Ricochet mm. won with his little code breaker move. Uh, I'll call it the Ricka breaker, whatever. The recoil. Yeah, recoil, whatever. Uh, I thought Apollo Crews was going to win, but Ricochet won. Yay, nothing else. And then you get the freaking Strowman and Fury shit in the ring. I, I see. Okay, before you get to that, I see that. So uh, it's going to be Rude and Ziggler versus the uh, Viking Raiders for the championship next week. Yeah. Uh, doing a raw draft. Um, I th- I, here, here's my problem with this. Though the war, the Viking Raiders are going to probably win, or they're going to win by disqualification. One of the two is going to happen. But if they win, do you feel the crowd? Do you think the crowd pop for them will be where it should be, as if this was earlier when they debuted and they haven't gone through months of just going through nobody? No, I think it's not as hot as it was. Mm. Franchise? Nope. Nope. <laughs> okay. All right, man. We'll go ahead and finish with the end of the match, man. Okay, it was Fury and Strowman. They came out, you know, after Ricochet and uh, Ricochet and uh, Apollo were like the last uh match, you know. And then you got Fury and Braun Strowman in the ring, right? And they're going at it, and then security separates them, and then Fury gets rid of the security and jumps at Braun and like hit him with these little powder puff punches. Oh, it was so bad choreographed. And then they knock out all these security guys, and then the wrestlers come in. The mid-card, the mid-card of death with the lower card of death, <laughs> come in and separate them both. And then, you know, they go at it again, and then Braun gets out of the ring, goes in the back, and I'm like, okay, it's going to be over. Bam, we're all going to go off the air. No, and then Charlie interviews Braun, and Braun's like, you know, talking about Fury. Then he comes back <laughs> out again. And they go at it. Oh, it was such a mess and so bad. Like it was almost as bad as fucking Kiss ending WCW Nitro. Like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Damn, was, I forgot about that. It was so bad. So terrible. Man, I forgot all about that. Okay, yeah, I'm sitting here. I'm I'm looking at this highlight now. Yeah, this was a terrible <laughs> This was a terrible version of when Brock and Undertaker went at it. At least that, you know, the Undertaker at least leaped over the top rope and, and took everybody out. This this was terrible. Oh. Like, Wilder looked so out of place. Like, Fury, uh, Fury looks Fury. out of place. I said, I said Fury, man. Fury looks so out of place. And Braun looked like he just, 
Uh, yeah, this this looks terrible. Uh, yeah, this is. Oh my God! No way, Jose. Are you really? I'm sorry. Oh, if man. any of these fans, you got little... if, if any of these fans like this, smack yourself, or I'm gonna come to your house and freaking donkey punch you in the dick. Okay. Look, this a lot of people terrible. actually liked it. This Look, a lot so of people bad. actually liked it. They're trying to recreate like, like a Mike Tyson and Floyd Mayweather. Like, come on. We've already seen flawless. this. Flawless. I agree with you. But a lot of people actually like this. A lot of people didn't think. A lot of folks aren't as mad as we are, man. And that's and that's a, that's something. Let me ask y'all. Do you think folks are being blind and just drinking a Kool-Aid? Or do you think some people really see a different opinion you know, maybe they're not maybe they're not as happy as we are, but they see it differently than we do. Well, you know where drinking the Kool-Aid came from, you know, what happened in the seventies with that little cult thing. If these fans right. are drinking the Kool-Aid, they're gonna die watching this shit. <laughs> it's like it's just so bad. They're drinking the Vince Kool-Aid. Ooh, this Kool-Aid, ooh, cherry, this shit tastes good. <laughs> While they AEW's fucking drinking beer and whiskey. Woo! We got a shot of that shit. <laughs> this is so bad and I don't know how they still got 2.2 million viewers probably because you know you got the diehards that are going to watch it like oh let's see if they can rebound it I, I think that's because like I think a lot of folks were waiting to hear from The Fiend and Seth Rollins and they didn't get them I think that's the only reason why they ended up with 2.2 because like all of us we were expecting something and to neither one, neither one of these guys, and then that's what makes what Bray Wyatt did after the show even worse. You were there, and you didn't come out. We got no Firefly Funhouse. We got nothing. Now, Seth Rollins coming out, they don't want him to get booed, because if he'd have came out, he'd have got, oh, he got booed. Out he'd have got booed. So that lets me know that not only were y'all there, but you were so scared. And that, that in a way, I, I have to I have to guess that it's a good thing because that lets me know that WWE saw what happened and they saw the backlash and because they know the fans are heated. Okay. We heated. So you had Seth Rollins not even show up. You mentioned a replay of what happened, but that was it. You didn't really talk about it. You didn't really show anything. No one came out. And then you had the Fiend come out in a dark match like that. You shouldn't have did that either. Like, and I think that just made people even more pissed off because it goes back to what you said earlier, franchise. You know, how's this dude going to be said that it's it's being passed around that he's injured, but yet he shows up to do that? Like, he can't be that injured. I mean, I'm not saying dudes don't run off and drilling him, but it's not like last night or the, the night, you know, where he's he was in a match where, so, you know, that might have been running a little bit. Dude, he just came out and just did his little thing and ran back. Like, that that pisses me off. To hear that and then not to see them, yeah, that was the only reason why I would watch Raw, just to see what they would say about that. And the fact that they didn't say anything and no one came out, that just made it worse. And that's probably why they got the 2.2, because folks were waiting for that. Well, they've been averaging 2.2 last week with the premiere. They got up to 2.5, but they've been averaging 2.2. So, like, and they've been going down each hour, like 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock, good. 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, went down. 10 o'clock to 11 o'clock, down more. If AEW, how they got 1.4 last week, if they get 1.6 or 1.8, if, say, if they get 1.6 this week and then 1.8 next week and they start climbing the ladder and get 2 million ratings, viewers, right, right. it's 
it's gonna be it's gonna WWE's not gonna be like I mean of course we've been saying WWE's never gonna go out of business but it's gonna get like to where I think they're gonna I don't know if they'll be worried about AEW but I'll tell you this AEW they've been I don't know who's been doing this or who's call but they've been showing AEW commercials on Raw during commercials that's crazy. You know it's a network. That's, that's a network thing. That's a network. Well, maybe that's USA, a network. Maybe USA is like fucking WWE, man. You suck right now, so we're gonna show this. <laughs> I mean, they could have paid for that. They could have paid for that. You pay. It's not uncommon for networks to uh, do that. I mean, it's, well, it is uncommon because you don't get a lot of networks that will do that. But people will pay a, a company to advertise stuff because NBC. I mean, Universal, NBC. Like they own so much that they could have paid a different entity company to you know run their commercials, and it just so happened that that company is owned by Universal, and they just so happened to show the commercial. So that makes sense because you said NBC Universal. So NBC Universal shows a lot of Premier Soccer, which is like you know like all these soccer leagues like you know over the country. And Tony right. Khan owns one of those premier soccer teams that are on NBC Universal. That see, are on so, NBC, so that's probably. <laughs> then, see, there you go, and 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 just by that, I can see them. You know, that's just uh, strategic business, you know, and and it's great on their behalf. So, but apparently that was the end of Raw, so we're yeah. just going to get that out the way. Uh, you know, that was the end of the show. Uh, Fury, I'm not going to say Wilder, Fury. Versus Strowman ended in a very bad brawl and promo back and forth talk. Uh, next week, like I said before, uh, we got the Viking Raiders versus the tag team champions, Rude and Dolph, for the championship. I have a feeling it'll end in DQ, but, uh, you know, other things have happened. Uh, this will also be the second half of the draft Monday night because the first half will be on SmackDown this Friday. Uh before we go, or you know, unless there's something else we want to talk about, I wanted to ask you guys about NXT, and you said something about AEW and their ratings. Um, I told y'all I believe they're going to get two million because I'm not sure if the matches for NXT will be as good as the matches were last week. Now I know they got the cruiserweight match. I mean, I that's going to be pretty good. Uh, I I believe Dream versus Strong, but I didn't see it advertised or confirmed. Uh, they already had the Street Profits, or at least the tag team. They already did the NXT. They already did the women. Uh, what other matches? What else is going on that uh, NXT can come back and combat that two point that two million that I believe AEW will get this week? I don't know because I think with the crowd at uh, Hell in a Cell chant AEW, I think those fans are going to probably watch AEW. Maybe they didn't watch it last week, or maybe they did. They're flipped flip-flopping but i think mm. uh but nxt i don't know they haven't i think nxt did that last week to come try to you know equal what eight because it was AEW's debut show on tnt right, so i think right, they right. did that but i don't think they'll have the match quality i mean the matches you know that were like all the way up there like great matches that they did last week i don't know what they have this week maybe somewhat chopper I mean, Paul and Finn, or maybe say a Gargano versus Shane Thorne again. 
I don't know. Yeah. See, that's the thing. That's why I like when AEW announces matches. Like, I like that. I, and, of course, they should because you got the tag team tournament, which we're all excited for because you got great teams. Like, say, like, I'll tell you this. Like I said, in the second round, you could have Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks. You put Lucha Brothers versus Young Bucks, say, in, like, two weeks on the main event at AEW. Damn, do you imagine what kind of ratings that shit's going to get? But the fact that they're the fact that there's potential that 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 kind of makes me intrigued to what the final can be. Yeah. Like if you're telling me, well, these are the three best best, and then it's these other three best that's in this tournament, but there's a good chance the top three can end up facing each other or you know, somehow mm-hmm. prior to getting to the finals, then that's like, man, you got a lot of confidence. You have a lot. It's not like with the King of the Ring where they set it up where we all thought, okay, well, we know this person and this person, and this person is going to make it. And they went totally 180 on us. And it was a totally different group of people uh, who ended up making it not only to the semifinals, but to the finals. So I don't, I believe AEW have a grand plan. Uh, I have faith in, I have faith that they will not drop the ball on this. And, uh, I, I'm excited. I, I, I'm excited. Well, here's the bracket right now. So you got uh, hold on. So you got the Young Bucks versus Private Party. I mean, right. come on, <laughs> that's gonna be good. You got the Jurassic Express, which is Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy versus Lucha Brothers. Right. So you have the. Hold on. You have the Best Friends versus SCU. Hold on. What? <laughs> Yeah, that sounds okay. about right. Okay, I thought SCU was facing Lucha Bros. They they probably changed that so they can kind of meet in the in the semifinals or finals. Yeah, because uh, shit. Okay, that's a little weird. <laughs> they could have changed it. They might have saw that and be like, you know what? Let's change this. We we're not ready for this just yet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it was okay. Uh, quarterfinals, dynamite, blah blah. Yeah, so you're going to have uh yeah, so it is best friends versus uh SoCal on censor which is Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta. Mm. Okay. So you could have SCU versus the Lucha Brothers in the finals or mm. SCU versus the Young Bucks in the finals. Mm. And you also got the Dark Order. I forgot. Oh, yeah, damn. I forgot about them too. Mm, but they, yeah, because they got a, a a bye week, they so they automatically oh, make it to the yeah. next round. Yeah, so Dark Order is gonna face the winner of Best Friends and SCU. Mm. Damn, Damn, you know what? <laughs> I'm kind of intrigued to see that. Like, oh man, that's gonna be two teams trying to get one over on each other. And you know what's crazy? Like, uh, Santana Ortiz are not in the tournament. Neither is Jack Evans and Angelico. Well, to be honest, I mean Ortiz and them just got in it. I don't think yeah. you, you don't. I don't think you're ready to put the title on them, but I don't think you're ready for them to take a loss yet. You want them to kind of get themselves established because they haven't fought as a true tag team yet. They've only they showed up at the end of the pay per view. They were in a six man tag, so you know they didn't have a proper tag team match yet. And I don't think you want to have their first match unless. And if you do that, you're putting the titles on them. You you don't waste a talent like that. So, I, but I don't think you want to bring them just in and give them the titles that fast. What I when you got at least three other groups that you definitely want to put the title on first. So, 
Yeah, um, so, I don't, they, so, so I don't think – I'm sorry to cut you off. I don't think no, no, go ahead. the SCU versus uh, Lucha Brothers is going to be, you know, in the tournament. I think they're just going to fight this week. Oh, that 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 could be awesome. That I mean, because yeah, that I mean that is a lot of matches in two hours. Considering you still have to put on two singles matches too, so I didn't think that kind of actually made sense, which I'm fine with. But I said that last week. You know, you could have did a one on one match and just had you know respective partners on the outside. But they decided, well, because of the brawl, we're gonna give you a tag match with these two next week, which I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, um. Yeah, I'm I'm good with that because we're just getting a regular match and then we'll get the tag team tournament matches and the uh, franchise you a fool. Uh, but yeah, that's that that that's um, I'm okay with that and like I said, I'm excited for a yeah fool. I'm a fool. You're right. You know, no, I said franchise is a fool. What? Franchise is a fool. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry, that was flawless. Never mind. My bad. I looked at that wrong. Yeah, yeah, flawless. You a fool. Uh, but um. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for AEW. Like I said, I'm I'm just curious because I really have a feeling with those matches that they have advertised, man. I and okay, considering now what happened Sunday and yes and last night, um, I'm really convinced they're gonna pull two million. Uh, I'm just curious what NXT's got up its sleeve uh, besides Kushida versus Walter, I believe, and. Like I said, the Cruiserweight Championship and then um, whatever they're going to do with Cole and Finn Balor or Champa, you know, whoever they decide or however they decide that. Uh, yeah, that you know, but that, that that was all I wanted to ask. I just kind of wanted y'all curiosity on that. I think they pull a 1.6 to 1.8 this week, but I wouldn't be surprised if they hit 2 million. Yeah, I, I think they hit 2 million. It'll definitely be two million overall with the live show and the replay. Like, yeah. you know that that'll be a total number of two million. But I, well, I they think part, the, well, I think they well they did like overall one point eight because I think the replay. I think they did either four hundred or six. I think they did four hundred and some thousand or six hundred some thousand. So I think they got like almost two million altogether or one point eight altogether. Right. Hey man. Well, I think we didn't. I think we didn't got a lot of frustration out in the last two podcasts. Thursday's <laughs> going to be fun. Thursday's going to be fun. Watch out and look out for it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going to go back to our happy place uh, Thursday because we're going to get a good night of wrestling so we don't have to worry about a, a whole lot of crazy shenanigans. Um, other than that, man, I, you know, I wish, I wish things could have been a little different, uh, but I'm not totally off the bandwagon, but boy – I am dragging my feet. <laughs> I can tell you that. You're like double Dutch right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding on to the side. That, that, that's what I'm doing right now. You're like but, Ultimate uh, Warrior shaking those ropes, like ropes, <laughs> right? Just like, ooh, y'all better, y'all better hope I don't let go. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good, man. I, I think I got everything out. Um, I'm, I'm ready to move on and see how the rest of this week plays out. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for once again tuning in to another episode of the Generation of Wrestling Podcast. As always, I'm the 26-year-old piece of gold. He's flawless. He's too cold. Peace. Deuces. <laughs>